This is WTKM-FM Hartford, saluting Schmidt Funeral Homes in West Bend and Jackson, our local business of the day. It's 10 o'clock at WTKM-FM Hartford. Now, WTKM welcomes Aaron Kowal from Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Aaron's visit today is a paid presentation of Kowal Investment Group. The information and opinions expressed are solely those of the advertiser and not of WTKM, its management, or employees. Now with today's Retirement Talk, WTKM's Dave Stout. All right. All right. Well, good morning uh, and welcome to uh, 104.9 WTKM. I'm Dave Stout. We are uh, taking our uh, program this morning on the road. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. You know, summertime comes and we always look forward to getting the show out and uh, getting it on the road and doing something with it uh, in summertime. And this is a perfect uh, time to do it here in August as we uh, as we head into the uh, end of the uh, summer season. So we are, uh, we'll tell you what we're doing here coming up in just a couple of minutes. But uh, before we get to that, I want to remind everyone one that today, of course, election day. Make sure that you uh, get out and vote today. Um, make sure a couple things, a couple reminders for you as you uh, head out today to the polls it is a partisan primary. So in other words, when you get into the uh, polls, what you'll have to do is you'll have to mark what party you're affiliated with. So as soon as you fill in that bubble on the top, uh, Republican, Democrat, whatever on the top, then you vote right below that. You can't jump. You can't. In other words, you can't be registered as a Republican and vote for any Democrats. It's, it's a what's known as a partisan primary. So that's how it works today. Polls open at seven o'clock this morning and uh, close at eight o'clock tonight. So make sure that you get a chance to uh, uh, use your right and get out and vote today. All right, a couple things. Uh, Tom's been talking about it pretty much this morning, but a couple things I wanted to mention here too. We uh, had a chance to be involved with the Iron Ridge Parade. What a huge crowd we had out there uh, for the parade, uh, Iron Ridge Parade on Sunday. Always a fun time to be involved with that community. They really come out in force, and uh, the streets were just packed, and uh, folks uh, there too. So I had a chance to work with uh, Mark Uchenritter with that parade, and so just had uh, a fabulous time. So thanks again to the uh, fabulous. Uh, hospitality that we uh, got from the folks at uh, Iron Ridge there for their event. So we were uh, talking during the parade. We talked a little bit about um, the, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the Dodge County Fair, which has been a huge topic of conversation. And uh, we had, we were sitting next to the Badger uh, State um, uh, tractor pull people there too. And that's, of course, that's a huge event there. And uh, so we were Uh, talking about all the events there. And uh, one of the things we talked about was um, WTKM has been invited to uh, be the uh, official radio station and work with the Ferris of the Fair. That's a huge event there at the Dodge County Fair uh, every year. They have several candidates this year. They've got four candidates there for Ferris to the Fair. So we'll have that on the air tomorrow night starting at 5 o'clock. Dick Voigt's is working hard. Our engineering people uh, getting everything all set up for that. So Alicia Barnett, uh, Burnett rather is going to uh, relinquish her crown tomorrow night, and we'll have a new uh, Ferris to the Fair in Dodge County, which is a uh, big event there. Of course, uh, all the entertainment, too, that happens with the uh, Dodge County Fair. Oak Ridge Boys performing Thursday night and Chris Jansen, country star, and also uh, other uh, things that are going on, tractor pulls and so forth. So it's uh, 
Dodge County's turn to have a uh, fantastic time there. So looking forward to that. That uh, whole thing gets underway tomorrow. And I know Sharon and Kyle and the crew have done a magnificent job of getting it all put together, um, which is not an easy event, by the way, getting uh, all the acts, the uh, country acts and all the pop acts and so forth all together. Grand Funk Railroad, Fog Hat, all of them to be at the right place at the right time. So should be a great time. Looking forward to uh, being uh, out at the Dodge County Fair. Make sure you stop at our booth out there at the fair. And uh, we were registering folks to win uh, gas cards. We've got uh, tickets, the concert tickets to give away, and also uh, uh, some of that great Cedar Crest ice cream. So we'll be out there for that. All right. We talked about our show being on the road today, and this is a guy that joins us uh, here in the studio, actually in the studio, uh, once a month, um, and uh, he is the uh, Certified Financial Planner Professional. He is a Managing Director at Coal Investment Group, Senior Financial Advisor with Raymond James Financial Services, been in the financial industry for over 15 years. He's the uh, president now of the uh, Financial Planning Association of Wisconsin, member of the uh, Financial Service Professionals. I'm out of breath. <sighs> board member of the Young Presidents uh, Organization of Wisconsin and also past president and former member of board of directors for the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors of Southeast Wisconsin. But the most important thing of all of them, when he's not in the office, he's spending time with his wife, Laura, much like Tim McGraw, spending time with his three daughters, Claire, Leah, and Ella May. Please welcome to the program, Aaron Cole. Aaron, good to see you. How are you? Good. Uh, nice. yeah. <laughs> good to see you, Man, too. Fantastic. It's always good to see you. Yeah. We so are... you, you, did you say you're relinquishing your title as fairest of the fair? Yeah. Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, Alicia, yeah, <laughs> Alicia will be. Uh, Alicia will be. Oh, so, you're, so you're not in it this year? Uh, no, I, I I relinquished the crown many years ago and hung the dress up. But <laughs> but uh, Alicia Burnett will be there tomorrow night to relinquish in the crown, and uh, so it's always a fun time, you know, right. to get out there and uh, like we're doing today, get out there and, and be involved with the people. It's it's good to sit in the studio there at 27 North Main, but it's also good to get out of the studio sometime and have, yeah. have a chance to talk to people and uh, take the show on the road, too, and really kind of learn how business is. Other people do their businesses out there, and uh, today we get a chance to learn a little bit about the Kowal Way, thekowalway.com, working with folks at or near retirement who have uh, accumulated at least $750,000 in retirement assets. Um, many ways to get in touch with you. How do we do that, Aaron? Oh, well, yeah, like you mentioned, there's a lot of ways to get in touch with us. Uh, uh, the Kowal, K O W A L, the Kowal Way.com. Uh, also, uh, our phone number is 262 522 You can reach out on Facebook, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, connect with me personally or, or with our company on LinkedIn, uh, and, and also on uh, Twitter as well, at Kowal underscore invest. So, uh, there are many ways to get a hold of us. Fantastic. And uh, we always talk about it to uh, several locations, uh, Bussy Road. That's where we're sitting right now today, yeah. the show on the road, uh, just north of I-94 and 164. Right. Um, you know, I grew up here, and I always think of this road as F out here. I always got to remind myself, <laughs> you know, where the old American TV was, it used to be 164 there, and I got to always remind myself that it's been shifted around a little bit. So I got to remind, it's 164 here, uh, easy location to find. Port Washington, of course, that location, too, that's doing well for you, yeah. right? Doing right. great, doing great right downtown. And then in Madison, you're in, on the Frank Lloyd Wright Avenue in, Mid in Middleton there, Middleton, which is yeah. a western suburb of Madison. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know, yeah. Probably not even a suburb anymore. It's kind of grown together. Right? Yeah, it's all kind of grown together. We have yeah. the Haywards out there yeah. uh, kind of running the show there, and, and they've been uh, fantastic. 
All right, so here's a little bit about, uh, let's talk a little bit about Kowal Investment Group. They can uh, help you translate your goals into actionable steps, build on your nest egg and consolidate your assets, transition into life's next stage the way you've uh, envisioned it too. And of course, you guys, we talk about this. Uh, seems like every single year we talk about this. You guys have been honored again with the Barron's Top 1200 Financial Advisors five years in a row. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, Five congratulations years. again for eighteen, much. right? Yeah, going yeah. into the new year. Okay. Yeah, so it just keeps keeps on rolling. So that's good. You know, also, uh, Financial Times Top Four Hundred. Yeah, uh, and so that that's pretty cool too. You know, one of the things that's um, I- interesting about this is that there have to be hundreds of thousands of financial advisors across the country, right? And yep. for you guys to be in the top 1,200, that, that air is pretty thin up there, right? I mean, with, 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 <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's rarefied right? air. That yeah, we're, I was going to say, no, I mean, that's, that's good. It's, so. But it's not us. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not me. It's not my dad. Uh, you know, it's our team that we have here that, that, that I mean, we couldn't do any of this stuff without them. So they, I mean, support our clients. They, they love them. They care for them. Uh, they stay late to make sure that, you know, that, that uh, they're taken care of. And so they, they do an absolutely wonderful job for us. So yeah. without them, I mean, we wouldn't be in business. Yeah, I know. And we're, we're the same thing. It's a radio station too. You know, um, you know, just Christina and, and Dick and Tom and everyone on the staff, uh, they just do a great job. And, and they're awesome to yeah, work with, too. And, and, mm-hmm. you're, and you're Heather here has just been marvelous, keeping us updated and getting us information uh, to talk about on the program. So, again, thank you to Heather. Uh, yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Don't yeah. tell her that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no she's, you know, she's fantastic. She does, puts a lot of work in to coordinate this. I yeah. mean, I, I couldn't do, do all this. Uh, you know, she, so she's really on top of it. Um, you know, and, and and does a magnificent job for us. So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, sure. one of the things that are that's on your website that I find really really interesting is that you work with folks that we talked about, folks that are uh, you know uh, at or near retirement have accumulated seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in retirement assets. You know, when you reach that age and you start looking at that, you say. What are my priorities? And you kind of look at the uh, priorities, and it and it's almost like a little bit of a pie chart. It's uh, you know maybe you want to do something with charity, maybe you want to do something with travel, or maybe spend time with family. Obviously, that's super important for so many people. Take care of your health. Maybe find an environment that you you can uh, have a healthy environment as you as you age. Uh, leisure time, spending time and and doing that, and then also at the end of the road, what's your legacy going to be? What do you want to pass on to uh, other folks um, in your family or or maybe other people in the community? Right. So I mean, right. this seems to be a pretty important thing that you've got on the Kowal way to talk about. Is that kind of a hot spot with your customers? Yeah, we really want to try to focus on a lot of these things. What do you what are you hoping to accomplish? We find that if people have something to accomplish in retirement, something to work on, keep their mind occupied too, right. uh, they, they live longer. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we also want to help them achieve you know their dreams, achieve their goals, you know, you know the legacy. What do you want to uh, make sure your kids are comfortable, or do you want to bounce a check to the grave digger, or do you want to get a you know stairwell name for you at the hospital or something? Sure, you know, sure. So, you know uh, that is important to a lot of people too. I yeah. mean, especially universities that people went to certain schools and they want to donate money to their alumni organizations. Way. Yeah, you know, the church or to the you know to whatever a scholarship fund or you know something like that. So we help help with that and and really try to um, to, to to help achieve a lot of those things. You know, we. Um, we you know, travels a you know passion of ours, so we do actually we do um, you know a trip every year with our clients, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so it's it's you know a lot of fun. 
uh, I think we're going to Galapagos this year. Oh, we did nice. an African safari last year. Wow. So just do, you know, do some fun things. We, we actually like our clients and like to get the heck out of the office and see them. Sure, sure. Uh, so we do, you know, a lot of different client events and, and just, just like to, to, you know, have, uh, have some fun with them. Um, and then, yeah, it, it, it's just, you know, and then it's, it's fun to help them achieve the goals, see their grandkids grow up. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think we take a vested interest in their success as well. You know, the thing is, too, is that kind of a situation, you learn a little bit about your clients, right? I mean, you learn, you get to be with them in a social environment, and you really learn what they're about, and you learn that, oh, I didn't realize he was a pilot, or I didn't realize he collected coins, or, yeah. right? I mean, or, or I didn't believe, realize that she had this side business of doing something you may not even know about. Yeah, so we it, try to get really involved in their lives and try to figure out, you know, we want them to be you know, successful. So uh, a lot of times people don't just come right out and say, okay, I want to achieve this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we dig a little bit deeper and try to really get in and see, okay, what makes you tick? What can, you know, uh, three years from now, what would it take for you to feel successful? Or 30 years from now, what would sure. it take for you to feel successful personally and financially to feel that you're making progress? So we really try to dig into that. 1013 now, WTKM. I'm Dave Studd along with Aaron Cole. We're broadcasting on the road today. We're at uh, Cole Investment Group's uh, corporate headquarters here on uh, Bussy Road, just north of uh, I-94 on uh, on Bussy Road, once off of 164. Got a lot of things to talk about on the uh, to-do list here today. Heather's done a nice job of uh, giving us some ideas for talking points uh, for the program. You guys both have done a great job. Um, we want to talk a little bit today about our, what they call our Kevlar economy um, and talk about uh, jobs and so forth. That's certainly a, a big issue. Business owners who are selling uh, are staying in the game. That's an interesting uh, topic. And of course, you know, our focus is on folks that are at or near retirement. Is there really a retirement saving crisis? And how to rebuild when divorce derails your retirement? That's one thing that you and I have never talked about in all our talks: is how divorce could impact your savings and how divorce could impact, you know, going forward. Especially when yeah. you're near sixty. Yeah, you know, there's you know in the article that we you know, we were looking at there that, that they have some interesting interesting statistics that uh, you know families that have gone through divorce have you know thirty percent less wealth than mm-hmm. families who haven't. So you know even though it's it, 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 it's pretty, I mean you can really make a big dent on that. So when you are um, you kind of going through that, it make a good makes a good point that if you have you know, you split you know everything. So if you're out a couple hundred thousand dollars or two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you know from a four hundred one k and a divorce agreement, um, you, uh, you know, in order to build that back up, I mean, you can only contribute eighteen thousand five hundred a year, you know, or twenty you know twenty four five a year if you're over fifty mm-hmm. uh, back into that. So that's quite the the chunk and can really be uh, detrimental to to retirement. Story um, that we're talking about was, uh, I believe, in, in stlouistoday.com, and they talked about, uh, they had some uh, real-world examples in here. They talked about um, divorce, crushed Dennis Nolte's retirement plans, not once but twice. The first time, which was uh, more than 20 years ago, everything burned to the ground. Nolte said he had to start uh, over financially from scratch. The second divorce was rough, he said, but he was better prepared for that. So this this uh, particular person had, had been through a, a divorce twice, and... and uh, it said that what happened in between is is that he rebuilt little by little using what he knows as a certified financial planner and formal, former therapist. How's that for a combination, right? I know, right? <laughs> well, sometimes I feel like I'm a therapist when I'm yeah. a financial advisor. Well, you got to listen, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to listen. You got to you know coach. Yeah, you know through all that. So, 
um, you know, it can really be you know uh, rough. I mean, you know, it says that giving up retirement assets can be one of the biggest psychological psychological blows uh, in a divorce because you think about the splitting of the house and cash and other things. So, um, and, and so when splitting pensions, IRAs, and four hundred one k's, which all require legal documents, couples can choose a straight fifty fifty split or a more creative swap. So, some one of the challenges with when it comes to retirement planning and retirement plans uh, with that, like you know, like we we kind of talked about is. Um, there are limits on how much you can contribute to these plans, and so mm-hmm. it's really hard to to build these back up in in the case of a uh, of a divorce. Um, you know, so it takes a lot of planning, a lot of <laughs> compassion. Um, you know, it says overall in the United States, uh, divorce h- households have about thirty percent less nest, less net worth uh, than non divorced households, and have a seven percent seven per- percentage point higher risk of not having enough money. To last through retirement. That's from a study from the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College. Hmm. So there's, I mean, it's 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 tough on everybody. I mean, we talk about you know, the, the personal and the kids and all that stuff too, but it can really have an effect on retirement as well. Said so that uh, you might lose two hundred fifty thousand dollars from your four hundred one k in a divorce agreement, but you can only invest eighteen five a year or twenty four five twenty four thousand five hundred if you're over fifty. And IRAs and Roths are limited to contributions of fifty five hundred per year, with restrictions related to age and income. So, um, you know. Um, pensions are, 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 and they say, are completely walled off. I think we're going to come back and circle back and talk about this a little bit more in the, yeah, a little sure. bit later in the program. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about that, but that uh, is an interesting topic that we can uh, we we can certainly talk about. Right. I also want to introduce. We have a couple uh, people in our office uh, here <laughs> as well. Oh, they're giving me looks. Um, you know, Paul Schaefer and Joe Still uh, are here, so they may chime in from time to time. I think they've got a couple things they want to talk you know, want to talk about too on the uh, agenda for today. So, welcome, guys, to the show. Thanks, Paul. Good to see you. Thanks for morning, your, Dave. Good morning, tell, Aaron. Yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and your background, your career, and so forth, and how you ended up at Coal. Um, I've been with Coal almost nine years. Uh, financial advisor, CPA. Um, I help with uh, some of the planning investments for our clients. Uh, also handle running, you know, the operations, uh, compliance, making sure we're current on uh, processes and what we're supposed to be doing on that end for our clients. Um, so I, I wear a number of different hats in the office. Compliance is a big issue, right? Uh, compliance yeah. is a big issue, always changing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially in the last couple of years, but we're on top of it. Yeah. Is it make it harder when you have to assume that fiduciary position for your clients? Does that make it harder? I don't know if it makes it harder, but that's what we prefer. I mean, okay. we are fee-based planners and um, we want to make sure that our interests are aligned with our clients uh, so you know that is our our model and um, we think that's the best route to go all right and uh, sitting next to you is uh, is is another person you want to introduce us yep. joe, St- joe stills a financial advisor with us been with us for about five or six months now so why don't you uh, uh give us a little bit of your background joe good morning dave and aaron thank you for having us here sure it's a you pleasure uh, yeah i've been in the business uh going on seven years and, uh, you know, just have a passion for helping people. And uh, started with UBS, moved to Morgan Stanley, and uh, feel like I found my home here at Coal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a great organization, uh, always put clients first. And it's a collection of people that really have a passion for helping people. And it's, it's exciting to go to work every day when you can say, hey, I'm going to help people put a game plan together for retirement and achieve those goals that they're looking to achieve. 
you know, you, you read some of the statistics and they talk about the amount of people, the amount of money that a lot of people have for their savings. You have to take the people that have the, which is what we talk about here, at or near retirement, accumulating $750,000 in retirement assets. And you have to really look at their lives, don't you, you know, Joe, and, and, and figure out, you know, what, you know, how do you best fit, tailor fit a plan? Because not everybody's the same, right? Absolutely. Uh, everyone's different. And one of the things we deal with, and I think this uh, piggybacks off the uh, topic that you just discussed when you have a, an emotional time in your life, uh, divorce or something tragic happens, uh, it gets very emotional. And it's really hard to make good decisions when you're emotional. And that's why you hire an advisor. And that's where we can help uh, separate those emotions and help them make clear decisions. So you are part therapist. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, yeah. And, and and listener, right? I mean, you guys, yeah. all three of you, you've got to be listeners. Right? We say it's, it's it's hard to watch the movie when you're in it, right? Right. And yeah. so we try to kind of take that step back and say, okay, the world's not falling apart. It's okay. Here's how we can help, and then map out how we can do that. Yeah. Come up with a strategy for them. Absolutely. And determine yeah. what that's going to be mm-hmm. and, and figure and it. implement it. Because yeah. okay, I mean, a big part. You know, a former place that I you know used to work, we do these huge. 250 page plans and say okay here go do this yeah you know, but i think part of the value we try to make it really simple but we're a big fan of checklist planning uh and, and try to act as a catalyst to make sure that these things get done so when folks um, first connect with you guys and they walk into this building here and they meet with you well, how does a procedure work do you have a kind of an investigative little meeting with them and learn a little bit about them <laughs> or how or what do you what do you call that what's the term it's, for that it's called discovery meeting discovery meeting. yeah okay. so we have a discovery meeting with them go through you know, where are you now where do you want to be where are the gaps how can we help fill those gaps if there are any and, and can we you know and can we help um, and, and just kind of you know, gauge: is there you know, interest, mutual interest, in working together? Um, you know, is there a need for for us? You know, how, and how, how we can help with that? So that's kind of the first one. It's, it's get to know you, but we go through you know a lot of details. We we uh, send out a questionnaire beforehand. We call it a confidential financial questionnaire. Just makes the meeting as direct and efficient as possible. So we, if we get that back before the meeting, that's great because then we can really kind of dive right into the situation, knowing kind of what's going on you know, beforehand, um, and be able to help you sooner. And so we, um, uh, I think it's been a pretty pretty good route. And then um, you know we'll schedule another meeting a couple weeks after that. Um, we never charge for meetings. We're not lawyers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, so but we. Um, like Paul mentioned, we're fee-based financial advisors. And so we'll set up another time uh, and um, kind of go through this, you know, our observations and strengths and weaknesses or concerns and a financial action checklist or uh, uh, recommendations and a timetable to get things done. We do a cash flow analysis too, so we get an idea for how long your money can last uh, mm-hmm. in retirement. And then um, an asset allocation report and so, you know, see how much risk you're taking. Are you getting paid for the risk that you're taking? Um, you know, and how are you, how are you doing with the, with the performance of the uh, assets there too? So, Joe, you um, have to, I'm sure, look at things from a tax perspective, also, right? From this person's tax situation, that's super critical. And then, uh, how, how important is it to know risk tolerance? Someone comes in to visit you or puts together the presentation for the discovery meeting. Um, you need to know what their risk tolerance is, kind of, right? Yes, uh, you know, risk tolerance is something that you know, we talk about all the time, and I really you know, look at the individual client and say, uh, you know, we, we want to put you in the right investments that make sense for you to help you achieve your goals. 
but if we put you in investments that um, don't allow you to sleep at night, yeah. uh, then that's going to be a problem. Yeah. So let's figure out uh, what your comfort level is. Uh, let's figure out what your time horizon is and when you're going to retire. And then we can put a game plan together for what would be an appropriate uh, investment and appropriate amount of risk for you. It seems like the uh, it seems like the media, the the financial media, they really focus a lot on the Dow. What's the Dow doing? Oh, it's over twenty five thousand now. It's like, you know, so someone someone sets up a plan and then you know they say I want to be aggressive or you know slightly more than aggressive, and then the Dow. The Dow has a correction. It goes down like 800 points or 1,000 points or something. Someone goes, oh, did I do the right thing? I mean, so you got to handle, you got to know that about someone too, right? I mean, you have to understand that part of their human nature, psyche, right? Sort of. Yes, yeah. absolutely. One thing that's very difficult for investors these days is to ignore uh, what we call the noise in the market. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the media, um, you know, CNBC is trying to get viewers, right? right? So they're going to, they're going to put out the Dow hit a record number and, you know, the, the, the S&P 500 hit another record number. And, uh, and when it falls, they're going to do the same thing because they're, they're, they're really selling their, uh, their brand and, and, and trying to get more viewers. Um, so you, we really try to keep our clients uh, focused on the long term and looking over uh, and staying focused on their plan and not worrying about what's happening in the markets um, on a daily basis and even sometimes on a monthly basis because the market's going to go up and down. Volatility is something that uh, is going to be in the market and is something that is, is normal. Uh, and if you, if you take last year, for example, uh, 2017, that was not a normal year. The mm -hmm. market went straight up and there was virtually no volatility. Uh, so the media uh, talks about that, right, and right. and then investor, the average investor looks at it and and comes in this year when there's all this volatility, and they're like, freaking out, what's going on? Well, volatility is normal. Last year was not normal. Yeah. Uh, the S and P 500 last year was positive every single month. That's the perfect year. That's yeah. never happened before. Yeah, so, Aaron. Aaron, but you people get complacent. They think, well, wait, why isn't it doing this year? Right. Yeah, you know the thing is, Aaron, and you and I <laughs> always talk about it on the program. As we say, you know. Um, you know, news makes noise and, and how the Dow goes up and people make all the noise. But we have to remind everyone that Dow's only 30 stocks, yep. right? I mean, they're big stocks, but it's only 30 stocks. So you really can't, well, you and I have talked about it, You really can't base your whole life on what happens on the Dow, right? I mean, right. it's got to be more than just that. Yeah, because it's just the, you know, it's the big stocks make noise. They move, the, well, the, and they move the major indices as well because they, they're weighted based on the size of the company. And so, on the S&P at least. And um, so we really got to kind of cut through that noise that's not always representative of uh, you know, what you hold and just the market you know, overall. So we try to, we try to put the focus on other things. And um, that, that while well, something might be going, it might actually not be affecting you or may not actually be detrimental to your retirement. And so it might be this big story, um, but, but doesn't really affect you at all. So why worry? Sure. Talking with uh, Aaron Kowal and the crew here at uh, Kowal Investment uh, Group. We are, uh, it's the, uh, the Kowal Way is to get in touch on the website, and it's for folks at or near retirement who've accumulated at least $750,000 in retirement assets. Aaron, uh, contact information as we head into the break here. People want to get in touch with you. Best way to do that is how? 262 uh, 522 uh, 4040. Also, thekowalway.com. 
um, Facebook, uh, Twitter at Coal underscore invest, and also connect with me personally and with our company on uh, on LinkedIn. And I think one of the things, you know, when we talk about noise and things in the markets, uh, you know, we, when we come back uh, from break, I, I'd like Paul to chime in a little bit on uh, what's going on internationally, too, with, with Turkey, Argentina, and some other things. So we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we'll talk about international. And uh, so, so, for so long, the stocks there have been kind of out of favor, then in favor. And uh, so we'll find out where that is, uh, get his uh, Paul's opinion on that. And then we'll talk about uh, our buddy uh, Brian Westbury at uh, First Trust is at it again. Headline today. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevlar economy, right? Yeah. All right. So we'll talk about those things and more coming up in just a minute as we broadcast live from Coal Investment Group offices in just a minute here on 104.9 WTKM. WTKM, Kettle Moraine Weather. Hi, Paul Probley for the WTKM five-day weather forecast. Another warm, humid day continues here for us. Then we'll see a cooling trend with some showered storm activity into midweek. In the meantime, we'll see some sunshine at a high at 87 today as winds turn to the southwest. Partly cloudy tonight, 67. Wednesday with more clouds and sun, we'll see a chance for a few showers or storms. Highs of 80. Back near 80 with a chance for showers and storms Thursday. Highs stay in the low 80s as we head into Friday and Saturday with sunshine Saturday. Right now, 81. Good morning and welcome back to the Open Line program. I'm Dave Stout. We're broadcasting live from Coal Investment Group today. Beautiful day as uh, Paul Tromley was talking about the weather. One more day of this hot and sticky weather and then a little bit uh, of a cooling uh, trend, which is kind of nice considering we're heading out to the Dodge County Fair for uh, five days starting uh, tomorrow. So it's always uh, nice temperatures in the upper 70s uh, to around 80 degrees for, uh, for the fair. So looking forward to that. A fun time. Got a, a, a full house around the table here. Our uh, roundtable discussion continues. Uh, Paul Schaefer's with us here, and uh, also uh, Joe Still is with us. Uh, we're uh, talking about many topics here, uh, financial, talking about retirement, basically. The uh, Coal Group are the retirement specialists. And uh, by the way, birthday last week? Did I, Aaron, did I find hear you had a birthday last week? Is that possible? No? No. no? Okay. No, mine's in May. In May. Okay. All right. TheCoalWay.com is a website. For at or near retirement, who have accumulated at least $750,000 in retirement assets, phone number 262-522-4040. Okay, we've been talking about many uh, topics uh, throughout the morning here, uh, investments in, in the markets and investing and so forth. But let's talk a little bit about the economy, Aaron, this morning. Uh, our buddy uh, Brian Westbury, chief economist at First Trust, uh, pu- publishes uh, an, an, an article Yesterday, that comes out. It's called the Kevlar Economy. What were your thoughts on that? Let's talk a little bit about the article. Well, it's just a great article, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll just start reading it. We'll get into it because I, I can't put it better than than he does. He says since, and I, I like it. I, I compare this to um, I you know I don't remember because I wasn't around then. But back in like the nineteen seventies, it was mm. global cooling. You yeah, know, right. saying in 30 years, global cooling is going to destroy every. Well, now it's global warming. <laughs> warming yeah. So people make these predictions so far in advance that they can never be proved wrong. Um, and so he says, since March of 2009, the predictions of economic and stock market collapse have been nonstop. Doom and gloomers have been unrelenting. And it's doubly frustrating since you can't disprove a, me- a negative 
uh, until it doesn't happen. We have written hundreds of pieces since the recovery and bull market began, arguing that the pessimism was unjustified. We've argued that Brexit, Grexit, resetting arms, student loans, government debt, Obamacare, no QE4, tapering, etc. would not stop growth. The doomsayers have been wrong, constantly. For our troubles, we get labeled permabulls, despite our arguments proving true. Uh, meanwhile, the perma bears have never had to answer for their fallacious forecasts. That's where we see, you know, Joe was kind of talking about CNBC and all them that they, they sensationalize all this, you know, this negative stuff, and well, it's still not going to derail it. Let's go back to these a couple. You 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 went you went through them pretty fast. Sorry, Brexit the changes in the economy over in Great Britain. Uh, Grexit, which is a, a acronym for Greece, right? The changes that in the economy in yeah, Greece, Greece, which which went bankrupt basically, right? Yeah, the they went bankrupt, and then yeah. you know with, with the possibility of them leaving the EU, right? and then re- resetting arms. You said that's the adjustable rate mortgages, and and talked about that. And interest rates are going to be so high that they're going to right, adjust right. people right out of it. Well. Yeah, they talked a little bit about uh, student loans, too, and uh, government debt, Obamacare, and quantitative easing, uh, and so forth. Okay, so I just, I just wanted to go through and just kind of just touch to touch on those real quick. So now they're talking about what, Turkey? Now it's Turkey. Yeah. You know, yeah. With tariffs and strengthening dollar, China selling U.S. debt, uh, Fed rate hikes, they never give up. We still aren't worried. They said the United States for the time being is a Kevlar economy. It's practically bulletproof. By allowing other countries to maintain higher tariffs, America, the world's biggest consumer, has helped those countries grow. By holding corporate tax rates higher than most other countries, the U.S. has subsidized non-U.S. growth. But under new management, the self-sabotage is being eliminated. Cutting corporate tax rates and reducing regulation have made the U.S. more competitive. No, we are not. And that reducing regulation thing is is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about the fiduciary rule. That's an example that directly affects our clients. We've always been fiduciaries, right? Let, let's mean, talk about fiduciaries. Let's let's touch touch on that. What does that mean to you when you say you're a fiduciary? You, how you boil it down is that you have to put the client's interests first before okay. before your own. Well, we've you know, always done that. We're you know in a series sixty six license CFPs. You have to be, those are you have to be a fiduciary. Then if you're not, you can lose a license, lose a designation. Um, you know, so but really, what the how when my clients and prospective clients are asking me about the fiduciary rule, how it's going to affect us, I said. It's really not, except we're just going to have to do a heck of a lot more paperwork. Paperwork, yeah. 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 So, where is that rule there? Is that, is it was it, struck down. It was struck down. Okay. Struck down, okay. yeah. And because it's the Trump administration, they're not appealing or, or doing any of that. So, okay. um, that has gone for, and honestly, I'm, I'm not a fan of it because it, it, it uh, increases liability dramatically. They don't have, it was, it was supposed to be enforced through the Department of Labor. Uh, they don't have really have an enforcement. Wing and so they and they they can't write into the law that they you know can create an enforcement wing so they would be enforced through uh, the plaintiff's bar where you know so people are just going to get sued for it which is not right you know so which would just open and say hey I was down last week I'm going to sue you now you know that's not that's not okay so 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 cutting corporate tax rates and reducing regulation you think it's making the U S more competitive uh, absolutely I mean you know absolutely it's helping you know helping. Everybody, I think that um, you know, for the fiduciary rule, if it was in place, could I mean could have priced a lot of people out because because then if we have taken a lot of, a lot of risk, the average, you know average investor might not have anybody to work with. They say you know, and so it could be really you know difficult. So um, <clears throat> and just other you know other industries are have seen a lot of regulation. I don't I, he you know they've cut you know, he's cut like as much regulation as Reagan did in eight years you know mm-hmm. or more. That was a year ago too. Um, you know, so cutting corporate tax rates and redu- re- reducing have definitely made us more competitive. 
Uh, no, we're not ignoring the negative impact of tariffs on some U.S. producers and consumers, but tariffs hurt foreign countries more than they hurt America. Uh, countries without the constitutional rule of law, property rights, and true free markets need foreign help to grow. Mm-hmm. The U.S. is removing some of that help and making itself more competitive. As a result, the U.S. will continue to grow while other countries suffer a loss of investment and sales. Once again, doomsayers will be proven wrong. Do you think... Um do you think the average consumer, Joe and Susie Lunchbucket out there, consumer? You mean uh, Stanley Yakoplinsky? Yeah, Joe and Susie Yakoplinsky. Do you think they understand tariffs and the impact it has on our country, or do they just look at it and say, you know, the president is not, you know, is is is, is against Harley? Against Harley, yeah. <laughs> Which I guess he kind of is right now, according to you know some tweets recently. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I think that they're that that. Um, Tariffs are could be good in the short term. Uh, you know, there's going to be some short term pain, mm-hmm. um, but we haven't imposed any tariffs on everybody. When when you know lots and lots of other countries have imposed tariffs tariffs on U.S. goods, you know it's it's you know you you need me, I don't need you. Kind of you know with us, it's like so you know we'll put these tariffs so you reduce yours, and it has worked. I mean, China's reduced tariffs on cars and other you know other things. There's been there's been some reduction on on that, so we're starting to see. Um, you know, see some of that kind of like, um, well, yeah, so we're, we're starting to see some of that. And I, and I think that it will be positive long term, but it could be a pain short term and definitely uh, create some some negative uh, press, which they love. We were a huge steel producer in this country through many generations. And uh, we're not anymore. We're not a huge steel producer as we were, you know, a lot of it's imported from China and other countries right now. So I'm sure they look at that and they just say, you know, um, what, what do we do now? Joe still is in your office here, too. And, Joe, I see you over there nodding your head while we're talking about this Kevlar economy. What did you think when you first read this article? Well, I think uh, Brian Westbury is spot on. And you talked before about, you know, what does the average consumer, uh, how do they feel about tariffs? And the average consumer probably watches the news, re- reads the headlines, and is, is nervous because of the uncertainty because they really haven't dug down and, and, and uh, you know, got deep into the issue. And Westbury brings it out, and he's, he's spot on when he says that we've been subsidizing these countries for a long time in, uh, in uh, letting them charge us higher for their products mm-hmm. that we import. And, um, you know, when, when the new administration came in, they're looking at it saying these deals are horrible for, for the U.S., uh, they're horrible for our, our consumers. They're horrible for our uh, uh, corporations, and we have to change that. So, you know, I, I think that's what the average consumer needs to hear is that these tariffs, uh, in the end, may affect some producers and some consumers a little more, but overall, they're going to help the U.S. The U.S. economy yeah. as a trade partner yeah. for those countries, you mean? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so where are we at now, right now, Aaron, um, with with the Fed? Is it tight or not tight or what, what's, what's? No, not tight at all. He has he makes point in the article. It says there are five real threats to prosperity: excessively tight Fed policy, excessive government spending, excessive regulation, and tax tax heights and trade protectionism. So right now the Fed is not tight, not far or far from it. Government spending is too high. It's why growth isn't even higher. Uh, the regulatory environment is improving, and tax rates have been cut and are not likely to be hiked anytime soon. Uh, finally, tariffs are going up, but by a much smaller amount than taxes were cut. 
Uh, we also do not expect a protracted tra- trade war because that would harm other countries much more than the U.S. Ultimately, we expect deals to, to bring tariffs down. And okay. I think we're starting to see some of that, too. So, Joe, what was your total takeaway from this, uh, the Kevlar economy story after you read this? Did you, were you shaking your head, boy, this guy's right on? Or what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think the message is pretty clear from all the, the analysts that, and economists that we follow and that we're in a pretty good place right now as far as economic growth. Mm-hmm. And none of the, the individuals that we follow really feel that the recession is, is coming anytime soon. I know we're in a long secular bull market, and a lot of people saying we're in the, the final innings of that, but all the analysts and economists we follow look over the next couple of years and say we're going to probably going to be okay for the next few years uh, because of the growth uh, that we've seen in the economy, the, the growth in GDP, and uh, if you want to look at the stock market, corporate earnings really drives the stock market, and we've had significant growth in the last two quarters in both uh, corporate earnings, the bottom line, and then also the top line. And that's what excites me about where our economy is going is you look at the revenue and corporations overall are increasing their revenue significantly over over prior year. And I don't even think the uh, tax issues, Aaron, have even kicked in for a lot of companies yet, right? I mean, the two, the new, the, you know, the tax relief, the tax cuts. That some you, of them, some Trump? are in. Uh, some, yeah, some of them are in. I think it'll take some time for the rest to to kind of work through the okay. uh, the, the economy. But yeah, you know, I think that's it's going to be an even better long term story. Paul Schaefer is sitting next to you there, too. Paul, um, you know, we talk a little bit about um, the United States and how that's doing. Um, what about international from an in- international perspective? How are they relating to the tariffs that are out there and the conversation of that? I mean, con- uh, international funds. Well, tariffs have definitely had an impact on some international uh, markets, uh, emerging market countries um, that are big steel producers, uh, Turkey, uh, India, China, Brazil, um, you know, they've struggled in 2018 um, after doing really well in 2017, just as the U.S. market did. Uh, but 2018, um, you know, they've, they've had some problems. And, in fact, the last month or so, there have actually been some um, pretty big crises in, in countries like Turkey and Argentina, uh, India struggling. Um, but you don't hear a lot about that here, You right? don't hear a lot about it. Yeah. So, you know, the U.S. market uh, looks good. Stock market, if, if you're watching day-to-day just what the U.S. market's doing, um, you would think there's, you know, everything's great. But if you are diversified in your portfolio, you have some international stock exposure, you might notice that, you know, those funds or positions that you have aren't doing as well. Um, and it's because you know there there are some individual countries that are really struggling. So it's important to it's a good reminder uh, right now um, to kind of know what you own. Um, if you're in funds or ETFs, know you know where where they have exposure. Um, you know it's important that uh, the manager isn't taking too much risk. Um, which you know when these emerging markets struggle, um, you know they they can really uh, get hit. You know since January, for example, Turkey. The stock market's down 50%. Mm. The, the currency has you know, uh, lost over 50% of its value versus the U.S. dollar. Um, uh, so that can really put a drag on your portfolio if you don't know what you own. 
obviously, Aaron, we always tell people, do your research, you know, do your own research and, 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 and learn what mm-hmm. you need to learn. We always tell them, we, you know, we don't stand up here in the ivory tower yelling down to people, do this and do that. But, um, Paul, you're, we, 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 do you still consider that emerging markets and international should be part of anyone's portfolio? Um, I, I think absolutely for, for most people that, uh, you know, where it's appropriate to have stock exposure, it makes sense to be diversified mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, the U.S. will go through periods where, you know, we have a recession and uh, periods where the stock market isn't performing. And um, a lot of times, you know, you, there will be growth in international. So it, it, uh, a mix um, that's appropriate for your risk tolerance uh, definitely should consider um, international developed and emerging market goes back to the risk tolerance thing right Aaron? Yeah, always yeah. know your risk tolerance people don't always know what their risk tolerance is or they, they are wrong about their risk tolerance but i want, I, I want to get, I, ask a little bit more because i'm curious you know i you know i just didn't realize that that turkey was down 50 percent i mean what's going on there if you talk, talk a little bit about, about you know turkey argentina what's going on well specifically with turkey um so back in 2001 uh, they went through a crisis in their economy, got bailed out by the uh, the World Bank, and uh, when the new president came to power, power he um, he spent a lot of money, and they borrowed in U.S. dollars. So they have a lot of international debt. Um, so now, when you have your currency weaken against the U.S. dollar significantly, at the beginning of the year, um, one dollar basically by three and a half lira. Now it's uh, one. Um, uh, one lira, uh, or I'm sorry, one dollar buys seven lira. So, um, you know, there's a, a lot of distress in the currency market, so it's going to be harder for them to pay back their foreign debt. So the the domestic economy in Turkey is fine, but they're going through a, a currency crisis right now. And if they need to get bailed out again, if you have investments there, your investments could be devalued. There could be no recovering from it. Um, so, uh, it's just important to know that uh, you don't you don't want to have too much exposure to any one emerging market. It makes sense to be diversified um, because you, the U.S. dollar impacts these emerging markets significantly, especially when they're borrowing in U.S. dollars. That's Paul Schaefer talking with us, one of the employees here at uh, Kowal Investment Group, and also uh, Joe Still is with us along with uh, Aaron Kowal uh, here broadcasting live from their facilities today. They're the retirement specialists. They work with folks at or near retirement who have accumulated at least $750,000 in retirement assets. And as we head to the break, um, uh, Aaron, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, a way folks can get in touch with you. How do we do that? Sure. Uh, we're very easy to get in touch with. Uh, 262-522-4040. Uh, as a phone number, find us uh, online at the Kowal, K O W A L, the Kowalway.com. Also on Facebook, uh, connect with, with us uh, on LinkedIn and with me personally on LinkedIn, uh, and also on Twitter at Kowal underscore invest. All right. Terrific. Take a break. After the break, we're going to talk about, you know, you and I always talk about uh, business owners who are, what they're doing, how they're changing their lives uh, as they get near retirement. Business owners who are selling are staying in the game. Some great statistics on that. We'll take a break. Back with more with Aaron Kowal and the crew here at Kowal Investment Group. I'm Dave Stout. Back with more in just a minute on WTKM. Thank you. 
And we continue here at 104.9 WTKM. I'm Dave Stutt along with Aaron Kowal. Or just, uh, boy, I tell you, the uh, Aaron, the hour just flies by here, especially when you were passing pictures at the break here of the little ones here. Boy, I tell you, the uh, Claire and Leon, and uh, they're growing up fast, aren't they, your girls, three girls? They're, they're huge. Yeah. And, and they're just getting more strange as they get older. Are so, they? No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Leah's going into third grade. Uh, Claire's going to... To, to first and you know ella is is rocking it as a baby yeah wow that's fantastic and so everything's going good there uh one of the things that we want to wrap up here we just have a very little amount of time here i know you guys are busy here but as we wrap up one of the articles we found here was um, from usa today network they talked a little bit about business owners who are selling uh, are staying in the game some fantastic statistics here we probably don't have a chance to read, read all the statistics here but they, they say retirement and burnout are the top two reasons business owners sell their businesses you agree with that yeah, yeah, they 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 are. And so we're starting to see um, that, that more business owners are selling, and then you know they're staying at the company or or working in some capacity. Um, you know, it says they say after a sale, roughly a third of business owners will stay engaged in some kind of business activity. Owners, both Main Street and the lower middle market, display uh, an entrepreneurial uh, uh, tendencies, with twelve percent planning to start another business and seventeen percent pursuing. Other business opportunities. You know, a, a friend of mine, uh, you know, in, in YPO, he um, you know sold his business maybe about a month ago. The YPO. Or, now, what is that? That's the Young Presidents Organization. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he sold right. you know sold his business uh, and is staying on as CEO. You know, I, I had a client that you know sold his business and stayed on as CEO for for a year. Or so. Yeah. So you know, we're starting to see more of that where they're. Um, you know, where, where, where they're staying involved at some point. I think the, the article makes a good point uh, that says, you know, they realize now, because a lot, a lot of business owners that are ready to sell are baby boomers and they're done. They yeah, want to be yeah. done working. And um, so it, it, there's a lot of capital available because the economy is doing well. There's a lot of liquidity. So uh, for, for people to get loans or other things, it's, it's, it's easier for them to do it. Um, and interest rates are low, so it's, you know, it makes it easier to make payments. Um, and so I think some business owners want to take some cards off the table and feel that their business value is at a high right now. Um, and, and as we start to see more baby boomers sell, there's going to be more businesses for sale. Mm-hmm. And I think that could uh, push prices down on that. So I'm not sure if Paul or, or Paul, Joe. You, you talk a little bit in the, in the article here about traveling. Do you, do you find that uh, business owners, uh, when they sell their companies, their traveling's uh, on their mind? I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, do, you, do you find that? Either one of you guys, either one. <laughs> do you find that? Yes. Okay. For sure. Uh, that's one thing we talk about with clients that are getting close to retirement. Uh, you know, we say, what are you going to do? Uh, what is the game plan? And, uh, you know, business owners um, that have the means uh, that have really had their head down for a number of years just working really hard to build their wealth, uh, you know, haven't had a chance to travel a, a whole lot. And, and definitely a lot of them uh, put those travel plans on, on, uh, on the books as a strategy of what they're going to do in retirement. Uh, Aaron, how about uh, moving to a vacation home, uh, taking care of families, something like that, big issues for them too? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Spend Hope more so. time with family and yeah. you know, other people. How about folks that have no idea? They just know that they're they just know that they're want to go into retirement and, and they're just burned out. What what about about that crowd? Do you see that? 
Yeah, yeah, we do see that where they they um, uh, want. I be, want out, but I don't know why I want out. I want out. They're just done. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I want to do. They I mean, want to be in KMA status, you yeah. know, uh, kiss my assets, yeah, um, yeah. You know, <laughs> status, yeah. Yeah. where they could just hey, we have a bad day and I'm gone. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So you know, we're really trying to get to people to that point and and you know and, and help them with that so they can ride off into the sunset and have a great retirement. So yeah, but for a lot of business owners, I would imagine Paul that their assets really their their business's largest asset, right? I mean. Folks that, oh, far and away. Yeah. And um, I just going back to you know why they're looking to sell. I mean, some might be nearing that retirement age and you know looking to get out because they're they're sick of the you know the day to day headaches that come with owning a business and all the details. But um, right now, with interest rates still low but rising, um, you know, there's still opportunities to to sell and, and get good financing. But um, the tax cuts have also helped. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, I think businesses are still able to get uh, full valuations now, and, and some maybe be considering doing that before interest rates go up even more. And, and um, some fascinating it's harder to st- sell. statistics out there, too, right? I mean, uh, of, of what folks are doing, they're selling their businesses to fund their retirement, basically, right? Right, yeah. I mean, uh, in the article that uh, we're looking at, uh, 78% of small business owners plan to sell their company to fund 60 to 100% of their retirement. Okay. So it's their most significant asset in most cases. You agree with the article, Aaron? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, it's, it, it is their vast majority of the time their, their biggest asset and, that, and, and what they've been planning on using for retirement, which also I mean, maybe, maybe means you should diversify too and work on, on having other sure. sources of income or other assets uh, in retirement just in case something happens. Some, there's some turn, you get displaced, and um, all of a sudden you're out of business, so your greatest asset becomes a big liability. Final thoughts. Uh, pass the microphone uh, back down here. Uh, <laughs> Joe, some uh, fi- final thoughts uh, of uh, our discussions here today, suggestions for folks. Yeah, uh, one of the things we talked about, the Kevlar economy, uh, you know, ignore the noise. Uh, you know, give us a call if you need some help. If you get concerned about your portfolio, about your plan for retirement, or maybe lack of a plan, give us a call at uh, 262-522-4040, and we can help uh, with whatever questions you have. Fantastic. Joe, thanks for your time today. Paul, your final thoughts that you have? Uh, well, as I was uh, talking about, it's important to know what you own, and uh, it's one thing that we do every day here is uh, kind of look under the hood and um, review clients' portfolios, see uh, you know what they own, how much risk they're taking on by owning it, and um, you know trying to optimize that. So if you're doing it yourself or you need help, um, you want to you know have a, a second set of eyes, uh, take a look at your portfolio. Happy to help. All right. Fantastic. Thanks, Paul. Aaron, uh, finally, as uh, as we wrap up here today, is there just a quick question? Is there a um, I know you're not a social director or therapist, but you kind of have to act one like one sort of sometimes with I your, think I need one with your with, with your with your clients. Is there people that are just they're just they're burned out. They want to retire and they want to get out, but they have no idea what to do. Yeah. How, what, what do you do for those people? How do you help them discover what their real what their real interests are in life if they don't golf and they don't fish and. You know, they don't like to travel. What, I mean, That's a great question. We help, you know, we help with that. We can, we can help. And, and we have a lot of people, too, that we can introduce you to if okay. you have interest or, or, or are interested in having an interest, you know, um, that we've got a lot of people that uh, are social, that are you know, just great resources, too. And we can help you really kind of, we have some 
um, questionnaires and things also that we can kind of go through to help you identify projects or things that to you know, for uh, for retirement. But you know, it's it's nice to have something to retire to, right? You know, right. and so uh, we can definitely help with that. We work with a lot of business owners, a lot of farmers, um, you know, and a lot of people that. Honestly, also a lot of do-it-yourselfers that are sick of doing it themselves because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time. We do this full time. Let us help you with sure. that because you don't know what you don't know, and it could could end up uh, biting you in the end. You, you bet, uh, Aaron. Great, great to talk with you. Thanks for uh, in, you. the invite to come down here. Uh, some contact information as we wrap up. Uh, people want to get in touch with you. Take us through the website, obviously uh, the Kowalway, right? dot com. Yeah, the Kowalway, K O W A L, the Kowalway dot com. Uh, also, you can find us on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, and Twitter at Koal underscore invest. And our phone number is 262-522-4040. Fantastic. For Paul Schaefer, Joe Still, and Aaron Kowal, I'm Dave Stout. Thanks for listening to our program here today. It's the Open Line Program on WTKM-FM Hartford. It's 1103. Thanks for listening.